Hello and welcome to the Right House Group Podcast, where we focus on everything related to real estate in North Texas. We aim to answer some of the most common questions that we're coming across in today's market. As we've been talking, we we keep saying that we're in a seller's market. Donald, what what advice are you giving your um, sellers as they come to you before they list? Because I think you might have a different approach when there's less demand than there is now. Are, are people are you are you taking the same approach? I guess is the question. We're taking the same approach mainly because I mean, yeah, there's a lot more demand, and you know the perception out there is that it's just easy to sell a house today. But what I always have to remind people is that. When you're looking at offers, there is a lot of things to to consider. You know, you're not looking at just a normal. You just, just it's not just about the promulgated form and this person saying they're going to do this, that, or the other. You know, to buy my house. You know, there's a, a wealth of experience that we have in selling homes, and that experience becomes a lot more important when you're looking at ten offers, or even if it's just two or three offers, because you know I can look at an offer and make a decision pretty quickly about, you know, make a judgment call based on, is this going to close in 30 days? Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, things that I do and things that I see and things that I've observed over the 18 years I've been in this business that help me to be pretty good about making that judgment call. Because if you make the wrong call, you know, you can cost your client a whole bunch of money. I guess even before you start receiving offers, I mean, I've felt the the question, do I really want to pay money to stage my house? Or do I really want to pay money to get things out of my house? Maybe I don't need to because the house down the street got 30 offers. Like, why is it still important to do that? Or is it? Well, I would say it's very important to do that because, you know, the house down the street, they they got that number, probably got that number because they staged their home. And, you know, staging is different from, like, people think of staging as decorating. Staging is not it's different from decorating your home. You know, with staging, what we do is, you know, our, you know, the stages that we use come into the house with the eye of the buyer. And the eye of the buyer is not interested in my fancy rug or all of my pictures, all of my art or whatever. They're, they want to look at, you know, are there built-ins? Like, you know, what is the layout like? Things like that. And a stager, a good stager, will position your house so that people are automatically drawn to those things and not all the personal items that I'm taking with me when I leave. And from a staging standpoint, you know, it's, I would say it's, you know, even in a market like this, it's even that much more important to stage because people are making quick decisions. And if they come into a house that's, you know, in disarray and not really ready for showings, they're going to think twice about making that quick decision to pay, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 over asking price. Brian, do you see in your experience, like when people go in for, when an appraiser goes in for an appraisal, is a staged home going to impact how the appraiser looks at it? Or are those concrete things that really aren't negotiable? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, curb appeal, the cleanliness of the home, all of that stuff matters to everybody. Does it matter more to the buyer who's going to pay top dollar for it itself because the way that it appears? Yes. Um, do appraisers take into consideration? Of course, right? They take all that stuff into consideration as much as they can, keeping it in compliance with adjustments. So it's never a bad thing. I also think to Donald's point, you know, just because somebody got max dollar down the street, uh, if people are going to pay max dollar these days, you know, they still want to make sure the house is clean. It looks good. You can't just, you know, get max price just because 
the market isn't that friendly when people are going to overpay for a house. If they are overpaying for a house, they want to make sure that it's rock solid top to bottom. So I agree with Donald that it's always, you know, great to prepare it according to what the agents suggest. You know, Donald, a question for you. I've had a couple people ask me, and I think you'll know better than anybody. Looking down the road, let's call it late spring, early summer, in the event that inventory is still very thin outside of new construction, trying to cure the inventory issue for existing homes, what do you think agents or what are you going to do to try to create some new inventory? I mean, is it going to go back to literally old school door knocking and just asking people, hey, are you aware of what's going on? Let's have a conversation. What are one or two things you think that people are going to start doing to create inventory in the event it stays like this over the next few months? No, that's a great question. And and one of the things that um, we've been doing is, you know, reaching out to past clients to see if they would even consider making a move. Um, And one of the things that's that's difficult about that, I've got several people that, you know, want to say, you know, that they're saying like, I want to sell my home, but they've got to find a place to go. And so those people run into the same challenges that the person looking for their home has. And so, you know, for us, it's just kind of just constant communication with the people that are thinking about selling, but also trying to, like, for example, like I have a, you know, I had one coming up and I knew that it would be be a good fit for, you know, someone that I knew looking, but that person had to find a place as well. And I knew of something that was coming up for them. And so I was like, hey, let's go look at this house. I know you're not looking to move, but this house could be a good fit for you. And it, it worked out. And so like, see, so we just have to just get real creative to kind of just help people to just see what their, you know, what their options are when they think that there are none out there. Yeah, and I think that's a, that, that's a good point. I've, I found that people that live in houses, even though they see that housing prices are booming on the TV, if they don't live it daily, they're not aware. You just have to talk to the past clients, maybe a door knock deal. One of the conversations I'm having with those people when they say like, you know, well, if I sell my house, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go and pay top dollar? And one of the things I try to do as a certified planner is say, look, it's not all about the home and it's not all about the home loan. You may pocket a lot of cash from the sale of this house. And yeah, you might pay more for a house. The mortgage might be higher. But remember, if you're getting 75K from the sale of the house and you've got two cars and a credit card and all that, you can literally take all that cash flow, wipe out all the debt, increase your overall monthly cash flows. So you're in a much better spot. Yeah, you're going to pay a little more for the house and the home loan. But the truth of the matter is, is that you'll be improving the financial position greatly. Um, you'll be cash flowing a lot more money. And I always remind people that mortgage debt is the best debt. Still get rates under three. Home goes up in value. You get tax deductions and there's no other debt that we can say that about. So if you're going to go big, go big on a mortgage and get rid of everything else. Definitely. And one of the things you know, to answer your question, Brian, too, is that one of the things that I tell people all the time that some people don't want to hear it is that, you know, you really just have to be patient. Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me the number of people that are out there that are just saying, I've got to find a house today. I've got to find a house today. And I, and I have three weeks to find it or I've got to extend my lease. And so basically what that person is saying is that, you know, I'm willing to pay a crazy ridiculous price for a home because I don't want to do another three to six month lease where they're going to charge me an extra hundred dollars a month. And so what I'm telling them is that you go pay that extra $600 for that six month lease and be patient until we find you the right home, because it's a big investment. You're going to live in that home and you can't just go in, you know, after a week living there, go and give it back. It's not like, you know, you're buying a shredded Nordstrom. I mean, it's, it's a huge investment and it's okay to be patient in purchasing that. And, you know, like I tell everybody is, you know, no matter how great your home is, 
there's always another home that you're going to see that you like more than your house. And so if it takes longer than you want it to, I mean, that's okay. Or it should be okay. That's great, great advice. Today I've been chatting with Donald Wright of the Wright House Group of Compass Real Estate and Brian McCauley. For all your mortgage needs or to connect with Brian, please visit dallasmortgagenews.com. You can connect with Donald at info at righthousegroup.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew for Brian and Donald saying thank you for stopping by.